I am an artist living in beautiful Vermont, USA, and I have a lot of questions. So I engage the minds of the people that I meet, poets, writers, artists. I explore what's inside and share it with you. My name is Ricky McEachern, and I am eager to know. I am here today with David Stern. David recently was the co-director of the production You're in Town right here in Bellows Falls. Welcome to Eager to Know, David. Thank you very much for having me. And I have to tell you, You're in Town was the first um, theatrical production that I attended since I moved to Vermont a year ago. And it was exceeded expectations. Not that I had huge expectations. I was um, attending it with an open mind and it was fantastic. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Bellows Falls Opera House in general. Um, I think the space is great. I love going to movies there. Um, but now knowing that the type of production that I saw there is also available made me love it even more. M me too. <laughs> I love that facility and being able to work there. It's really a pleasure. All right, good. Now, your background, you have a Master's of Fine Arts in... In theatrical design. All right. So tell me about what that is. What what theat It sounds like there's a lot to it, or I would like to know what are the components of that. Yeah, um, I imagine there's a lot to every MFA degree. The theatrical design, most people that I know went in one direction or another. They went toward scenic and lighting or toward costumes. Very few people sort of did everything. Okay. Um, I focused on scenery and lighting, although everybody's required to do a little bit of all three. Okay. So um, all of them sort of in production have a major place in the design and visuals of the production. So um, I was always excited by... The real truth is directing's always been my passion. Okay. And when I was seeking a degree... I didn't want to run around the world. I wanted to have a family and okay. I wanted to, and I, I felt like theatrical design as a degree would be a stabler place to uh. work out of. And I think that turned out to be true. Um, I, my first, one of my first jobs uh, out of school was as a designer at the New England Aquarium. Oh. So I designed stages for fish. Wonderful. But, it, but anyway, it was an interesting, because they don't make aquarium design degrees. Well, the New England Aquarium, for people that don't know, is fantastic. Like the design of it is incredible. It has this, because I grew up in Boston, yeah. and the New England Aquarium um, was always one of my favorite places to visit. And it has this cylindrical t uh, main tank in the middle with a spiral around it. And then the whole thing, the whole... Um, aquarium is kind of on this tray of water. It's it's fantastic. In which the penguins and the yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Now I didn't do anything to make that happen. Right. That that was already there. Right. We the all the changing exhibits are yeah. of course the outside exhibits. But you should find one day a way to get to the aquarium at night. Okay. And get in there because all the lights are on and it's quiet and there's nobody. It's an, that's when it's. Amazing. So I believe I have been there. Watch, watch your hands. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I believe I have been there for a work function at night. Um, yeah, so, so they, would, do, they do do functions. Would have been anyway, nice. It's beautiful, yeah. Uh, I don't mean to steer us way 
way off. Um, no, no, but, no but for me, I studied scenic and lighting design. Um, and I, it, it has stood me in good stead. It gave me a much rounder uh, way to look at creating a piece of theater. Okay. And um, Now, you said that you, you wanted to be a director. Now, was that something that was inspired by... Did you want to be a director of live theater or a director in movies or just... Just is live that, theater. It was always live theater for you. Yeah. Okay, so where did you get exposed to live theater, and where did when did you think that is something that makes me happy or looks really interesting? High school, mm. yeah. Um, I was on the five-year high school plan. Okay. Um, I was sort of tanking. I'll spare you my my all the psychosis and all of that, but uh, I had. Struggles. I eventually went. Nobody I had ever known went to boarding school, but I was sent to boarding school. I found it terrifying, and then I got there, and I found it much less terrifying. Um, and I really got into the theater, and I had never really been exposed. Interesting. And what age was um, was that that you got into theater? What grade? Sixteen, seventeen. Okay, so you were sort of struggling with having interest, I assume, in academics and math, science, and all of that stuff? Um, yeah, uh, sure. Okay. I and, mean, I was smoking pot and okay. skipping classes and okay. going to... I mean, I, I had lost my relationship with learning, I would say. Okay. I, but... but would, uh, would you say when you... Theater helped me really rediscover that. Now, would, would you say that theater helps you discover a relationship with learning? Like, did you think of it as learning or looking back on it, or was it just another part of your brain that wasn't learning, it was just experiencing and creativity? Um, I think in high school, well, it was always really challenging, um, but it was fun, and the people that were doing it were fun, and it nice. was expressive, and, and I, I wonder if it was the community around it that, were, that may have been some of the most exciting. You know, these are very open, communicative, interesting yeah. people doing things together. You know, we weren't um, the ensemble nature of all of that, which to me is is really what draws me most inexorably to the theater, that it's a, an ensemble art form. Huh. It's so interesting that you say that because I've um, spoken to many people who are involved in theater, and I, I'm always asking people how they got into it, and usually it's about the, a sense of community that drew them to it, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's still what we are substantially about at Wild Goose Players. Nice. Is building the community of the company Yeah. and extending that into the community of the larger community. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about Wild Goose pl uh, Players. What? Um, so what is your role in Wild Goose Players? I'm what the is executive it? director and founder. Okay. And so a uh, you said it's a company. It is a it's uh, a theater it's uh, a theater company. What is a theater company? What does that mean? A group of people that do theater together, effectively. And it's not that um, none of our people do theater elsewhere, but they definitely do theater with us. Okay, and if and the people that are involved, they're not just actors, I assume. No. Um, 
We have a large set crew, probably 10, 15 people, a uh, costume crew, um, real major leadership in costumes, in lighting, in tech, in carpentry, in um, fat and textiles in a larger sense, stage management people. I mean, it's it takes a lot of people to yeah. do a show like you're in town. Yeah, yeah. Now, it sounds like you probably are dealing with different uh, personality types. You would have the personality type that would be the actor, the personality type that might be a lighting person, but everybody has to work together. Is that an accurate um, yeah. estimation? Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that's interesting about performance is that it, it's kind of an unsafe, it feels unsafe as an activity. I mean, the more um, the more you do it, the more habituated you can become to revealing yourself, to doing silly things, to being very... But many, many people have a lot of anxiety about performance. Mm. And it's probably the biggest inhibitor of the quality of work. And so the safer the company, the more collegial, the more supportive, the better the work. Mm, okay. That's that. That's an opinion statement, but I think most people in the business would agree with that opinion. Okay. So it sounds like you probably spent a lot of energy or focus on trying to make it a safe place. Yeah, but I think um, it's very interesting. I, I I am manic about rehearsals, so I I absolutely wedded to working to build something that, you know, looks well rehearsed. Like yeah. I would say you're in town, by and large, people look like they knew where they were going and oh, yeah. they went there. <laughs> um, and they knew what they were singing and they knew, you know, the lighting was where it's supposed to be. Um, I, I think that that uh, we were talking about um, safety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and the reason why I ask the question is when I think about a director or in a, that's not something I would, that I would have ever had thought of. So when you mentioned that creating a safe space, that really, that seems so interesting to me. Yeah. I, I just think, um, first of all, it holds people. Uh, I, I think the competitive, um, it, it is easy to lapse into a more competitive than supportive framework. Okay. And it's easy to um, see people struggling and talk about it in ways that are unsupportive. Um, but really, the more we can make a space, first of all, you build the habits of more positive communication. But, uh, but people just come and they stay and they are open. Um, that's, I mean, that's the most compelling thing to me. I don't want to pretend that I do that. Um, it's also really ephemeral and hard to, to shepherd communal relationships. Okay. I mean, how is it really going? How do we know how it's going? What are the markers? I mean, people, you know, how, how, but I think it is really important. I will say, when I sort of self-critique, I had a, a, a colleague who was uh, one of our music directors who worked with us for a long time. And um, one day I was talking about how much I like to rehearse, which is where I was going with that other thing. And um, 
He said, are you sure that if you spend a little more time on ensemble building and a little less time on rehearsal, you wouldn't have a better show? Mm -hmm. And I have, I don't know that. Okay. I think it's very, um, time spent, at least when you see that time is needed to communicate because something's built up or whatever, you better take the time. Okay. Now, it seems like a, a big part of putting on a production like I experienced of You're in Town, there's obviously the creative element to it, but I feel like there is a big part of it is logistics and sort of like the project management side of things. Is that a big part of it for you? Is that something that you like, dislike? Um, I think most people, I, as I hear the voices of my, the people in my company, I imagine they would say that I, I, that is not my favorite material. Okay. Um, there's a ton of it. Uh, financial management, mm. all the bookkeeping, all the receipt gathering, all the program creation, all you know, making sure everybody's bio and everybody's headshot and everybody has a whatever they need. Um, you know, and I do have a lot of help with that. Uh, we have wonderful stage managers, um, and just the whole crew really is given major responsibility over major areas of responsibility. Who oversees everything? I do. So it would be you. Okay. So it, it would be, be you. Yeah. And, and sometimes that feels weighty and it also feels like a privilege. Okay. I mean, to have people trusting you with that or not, you know, <laughs> but yeah. I'd like to hope at least at yeah. some level. So I'm currently I'm a full time artist painter, but I used to have another career and my other my previous career is I was a project manager for digital experiences like e-commerce websites and marketing websites and stuff like that. And what you're describing, it reminds me very much of doing that because I would have to work with all sorts of different skills like I would have to work with the visual designers and the copywriters and the information architects and the developers the people actually doing all the programming and all those people have very different ways of communicating different ways of how they perceive a problem and there's a, an element of being a project manager like that where it's you kind of have to have a consensus and it's about making people feel heard and all of that. It's not just about getting all the results. So that sound, it sounds very similar to what you are describing. Yeah, and sometimes the people are, it's not that they perceive each other as, as adversaries, <laughs> but you have a costumer and a choreographer and the choreographer can make choices that make the costume that the customer is creating not work. Mm, absolutely. And vice versa. Yeah. So that kind of interdependence where, you know, it, if it's going to work, um, it can't be about what you want on the person or what you want them to do movement-wise. It has to be a look at what's going to enliven the show uh, the greatest amount, uh, what, how will we preserve the, the beautiful thing we're trying to make? Wonderful. It sounds like Wild Goose Players has spots, so to speak, for people with you know experience, but there's also opportunities for people that may not have that much experience. Is that accurate? 
So I was, I was writing literally that sentence in a grant today just because, I, I'm, for your intent, I was actually disappointed, to be honest with you. The show had 36, 37 people in it. But we were going to take everybody. Um, it seemed to me a show that could withstand, you know, those crowds, the, the mob of, of yeah. you know, they, they could have been bigger. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so you were disappointed in the fact that the crowd wasn't as big. Well, in the in the amount of people who came out. Oh, I see. We okay. used everybody, and that yeah. would, that's me saying there are shows that we create with an eye toward using everybody. Yeah. So that really anybody can get a taste of it and come and play and find out what we do, and and not every show can or should be like that. Right. Some shows. Um, there are always new opportunities, and especially if you want to learn how to scene paint or, you know, do lighting or, you know, those are, we need help yeah. in those areas. And, you know, anybody who really wants to know them legitimately and is going to, is going to be very valuable to us. But performance-wise, also, uh, you know, we're trying to build a, a company yeah. of people with skills. Okay. And uh, so it's great to have them all and the community if what I said earlier that the community is the center of it um, then really reaching out as much as we can makes perfect sense well this sounds like a nice opportunity for someone that's looking for a sense of community and connection regardless of whether they have acting experience or really even interest they could be part of uh, one a production, Absolutely. you know, and, and and I don't just mean here in Bellows Falls because people listen to this all over the place. So I think that looking into community theater for people is something that could be really um, a unique way of connecting with people. I agree, um, and I think regardless of the level of quality, you can find camaraderie and and you know. Community theater has a, have a mixed name out there. Um, we work very hard to produce works of excellence that fulfill us not only by being together and having a fun time and making nice, cute theater, right. but by really seeing what we're capable of as a group of, of individuals brought together. Um, and I do think that's unusual and a little exciting. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're using the, a, a play as a starting point that someone else wrote that you didn't write it. Um, how do you know that you are on track for when you're producing this to be creating something that lives up to, you know, what the playwright wanted for the vision? Like, how, how do you know? Well, first of all, we don't know. You don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the playwright. All I get's the text. Sometimes you can get. Yeah. Know, so let me. My I, job is to do the very to do the very best production I can see. Okay. In, my, in you know, really, and I I take pretty big pains to not watch videos, to not go on. Because uh, I want to let my juices gestate when I'm looking at work. So our our production of You're in Town is fairly unique. So you would look at a um, a play and you would read it and you would have a vision in your head of what this how this should be expressed on stage, and then that's what you're 
you're going towards as opposed to, as you mentioned, you're not looking at videos and stuff. Yes, but I would say really I more stumble slowly toward a vision. So I'll read it and then 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 we'll start designing it and I'll make a model of it and I'll keep thinking about it. Then we'll get into rehearsals and people start doing things and I'll be seeing them and going, ooh. Um, and I, I find that I start to really understand a show that I've never done before, like you're in town. Um, in the last month. Mm. And I, I will start to really know where we're going. And, and the hope is to not waste much time uh, and to be stumbling in the right direction-ish. But um, yeah, I don't feel like I get some crystal clear voice mm -hmm. from the heavens. And I, I do want to say we do. Uh, we will have done three original pieces in the last, in, in, in a year. Um, and we do a, an incubator, which is um, a workshop for dramatists who want to come and share a script and get a live reading and get feedback. And we have shows that are coming out of that this fall um, that we're doing. I think, think it's going to be two new shows, which is very exciting for, you know, a Little Bellows Falls company to be producing new original work. Now, if someone, what kind of background would uh, what is the criteria for someone to submit a play? Nothing. Nothing. So anyone who... Because uh, sometimes you find those people who have no resume producing wonderful work. What we will do is take the script, give it a read. If we really don't think it's ready for the incubator, meaning because that's an invited audience, we prepare the whole thing, da 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 da, da you know, people come and learn it and read it. Um, if, if we don't think it's ready, we'll gently and lovingly say... This might not be ready. Yeah, it's not ready. Okay, if it's yeah. not ready, it's not ready. And then, and here's why, right, ideally, right, right. Um, so that we're not just saying no, and not giving anybody anything. But and, and people can go to the website. Is it wildgooseplayers.com? Dot, dot com. If people are interested on the, in that, uh, so watch your arm. Yep, and uh, we have yeah, we do have uh, people coming. Um, there's another uh, new reading coming up in. Uh, the first weekend in June, I think it's going to be. Okay, great. I know that there is some sort of music festival coming up. Can you tell me about this? Yeah, um, we are very excited. Uh, Wild Goose Players is partnering with the Bellows Falls Rotary. We are on the same weekend of what used to be Roots on the River, which was uh, a festival started by Charlie Hunter and then shepherded by Ray Masuko. Um, we felt sad that... Uh, the region had lost a beautiful music festival. We're looking to bring back music. Um, not that there's none, but why not have a summer festival on a weekend like okay. it used to be? So June 10th, uh, we have the Mammals coming and Sarah Borges and the Broken Singles and a number of local bands and a couple of surprises. Wild, Wild Goose will do a number. So uh, we're very excited about that. Is there going to be like a stage set up or something? There or? will be a little, a little stage for, for, for our number. I mean, I think the mammals and so on, they just want a nice place to play. All right. But we want to do something crazy. So. All right. So June 10th. June 10th. Write it on your calendar at the Waypoint Center. Okay. All right. Excellent. Thank well, you so much. David, thank you so much. This was great. You, you know, you and I had never met. We met out in the hallway uh, for the first time. And I feel like I've known you for, I feel like I didn't just yeah. meet you a half hour Easy ago. banter. Easy <laughs> banter. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. A pleasure.
My name is Ricky McGuckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast. 